received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Buena noches, fight enthusiasts, and welcome to the UFC Noche edition of Gamblu's Bout Business Podcast. There's a lot to cover. But we can't cover it until we thank the many loyal listeners that come to us from the many states in the U.S. as well, some 14 or 15 different countries throughout the world. We're totally flattered. Thank you for listening. Just a reminder before the San Paulo card that begins in November, we will be offering a sneak tape podcast. It breaks Tuesday, October 31st, and it's going to be an early line report and a complete early release report with thoughts on the upcoming fight card. This is going to be a 10 or 12 minute podcast, quick and easy. However, the information will be acute because it's information that I normally take and study on my Sunday, Monday. It will be delivered usually on a Tuesday each week. With that, let's do a financial update. We picked up 2.29 units of profit in the fight card last week. More importantly, that unit that we have going to John Bones Jones is very important because now we'll have two parlays tied to him, and we'll talk about that in the future section. For the season, the Bout Business Podcast is 78 and 74. We're 26.30 units of profit, which equates to 18% ROI. The average win is a plus 129. Those are solid numbers that we look to maintain or even enhance as we roll through the last quarter of the year here. We hope that you listeners find these results worthy of the time it takes to listen to the pod. And with that, let's just review our futures. We have Covington working, and that fight is absolutely going to happen before the end of the year. Covington minus 110. We have Alexa Grasso this week. We'll talk about that in our rounds. And then last are the two parlays we now have into John Bones Jones. The first one that's been working for some weeks, had us realizing Jones when he was a little lower priced in the 300s. The second leg of that parlay pays 117. In the parlay that we made last week that we tie to him, that parlay is a negative 116. So we have one parlay at plus 117, and we have one parlay at minus 116. We're simply 
going to merge those two. What that equates to, if you put those two bets together, is a two-unit bet to win two units on John Bone Jones. And that makes me uh, proud as pink. Now, without much further future ado, let's roll right into this week's Noche Round 1. In Round 1, we're going to go to the third fight in on the card flyweights. Tracy Cortez, representing the Mexican culture, though she's a U.S. citizen, fighting Canadian Jasmine Jazz Udavicius. We're going to call her Jazz. This is a fight I released earlier in the week at Jazz Udavicius, minus 105. And I liked the price then. I thought it was going the other way. Come to find out, now we look at this price, and today Jasmine sits at plus 105 or plus 110. So uh, though I'll record a negative 105 win or loss, listeners today will actually be able to get Jazz at a plus price, and I suggest we do that. Why? Well, Cortez has the name. She comes from a really solid wrestling family. And so in her past fights, she's shown a great BJJ aptitude. Of course, her boyfriend, Brian Ortega. So BJJ wrestling, cardio, that's second nature to Tracy Cortez. But striking, strike evasion, and fluidity on the feet, that's very foreign to her. And for that reason, she's singularly dimensioned as a mixed martial artist and still developing on the feet as I handicap it. Meanwhile, on the other side of the cage stands Jasmine. She's got size, a couple inches taller. She's got tremendous UFC experience. And quite honestly, in her fights, I found her to be mean and very confrontational. I think that's what you have to do with Cortez. Now, the key to this fight will be, can Jazz keep the thing standing? Can she keep Cortez on her at the end of her strikes and batter her as she tries to enter for engagement? Consequently, Tracy's got to get in, press Jasmine against the fence, make this a dirty, ugly, slow dance at the high school prom and find a way to get this to the mat. I just think that Jasmine's size and her experience in the UFC are going to serve her well. And what's best is the fight she's coming off of, Miranda Maverick, is just a little more athletic, souped-up version of Tracy Cortez. So I think she's prepared perfectly for this fight. Round one, Jasmine, plus 110 currently. Now we'll move into round two. In round two, the eighth fight in on the card is lightweights. And I really like this fight also. Now we have a Mexican fighter, uh, the young man, Zell Huber, Fernando. And he fights now in Las Vegas at Extreme Couture. And so we got a great fight set up here because we got Extreme Couture against Florida's Kill Cliff. And of course, the fighter coming from Kill Cliff is uh, Christos Giagos, who's actually a Californian training in Florida. Uh, with Zell Huber, we've got a flashy, young, dangerous power striker, really a more Muay Thai based. He needs to be on his feet and he needs to fight at distance. But in this fight, he's got three inches of height. He's eight years younger, will have six inches of reach, four inches with his legs. So 
the 24-year-old Zell Huber is a flashy fighter. However, in his loss against a durable Trey Ogden, he showed some inexperience and a lack of ability to separate. I think that's a bad prescription against a guy in Jagos who has plenty of UFC experience. He's been in with absolute killers. Though he's lost, he's well-rounded. He's got an excellent wrestling background. Ding, ding, ding. Because Diagos has to get inside on Zell Huber, smother his distance, just like young Tracy Cortez has to do to Jasmine, and get this fight against the fence, then on the floor. In this case, I believe he can do it. Uh, Zell Huber opens minus 225. He's now minus 280. He's a talented, young, ascending fighter. But in this fight, I think he earns his PhD in MMA because Giagos at 30 or 33 years old is just too wily, too experienced, and I think set up in a perfect situation as a live dog. Uh, Giagos plus 235, I'm all about it. We'll take it for a half a unit to win 1.17 units. That's Giagos in the eighth fight in the card, lightweights, half unit for 1.17 units. Now we'll move right into round three. Round three, we're going to the co-main event, which is, in all honesty, the best fight on the card as far as I'm concerned because I want some violence and I think we're going to get it here in perfect form. And so in Kevin Holland, we have a really athletic fighter, uses speed, precision striking, has some power, boxing. Well, yeah, he has boxing. Muay Thai, he has Muay Thai also. But what he's developing and been developing is grappling wrestling. Hasn't been able to show it much. And in this fight, I think he looks forward to possibly showing it. Now, Holland has four inches of height, eight inches of reach on Madalena. And he's got probably an experience advantage as well. And let's not forget, Holland's fought guys at 185. And now he fights at 170. He'll be a heavy man when he gets into the cage on Saturday night. And not only will he be a heavy man, but he'll be a man that's absorbed 185-pound punches. And while Madalena is a sledgehammer, he don't have anything more than 185ers have and what Holland's already felt. Further, Madalena showed some vulnerability in his last fight against Hafez, namely the wrestling part of his fight. Now, Let's understand, it was a really short bout, and Hafez is no slouch, and Madalena struggled, but he won the fight. The key to that isn't Hafez, although I tip my hat to that kid. The key was that it was July 15th in Las Vegas. What's that? Seven, eight weeks ago. So after that fight, Jack has a few hamburgers and a couple of pints, gets on a plane, goes back to Perth, and now, on short notice, he comes back here to travel back to Las Vegas and fight Kevin Holland. I think that's a terribly bad decision by Madalena. But these young UFC fighters, they say they'll take on anyone anywhere and they do it. In this case, I don't know if all that travel's that good. That might be evidenced by the fact that Madalena was the last guy to walk onto the scale today. Now, he had plenty of time left, but he had to use 
the towel to make weight. And that's just another straw on the camel's back that makes me think that Holland, athletic, shit-talking as he is, I think he's the more well-rounded mixed martial artist. And I think he's in a tremendous position here. This fight opened Madalena minus 120, Holland plus a hundy. And it kind of percolated through the week. But what's mostly important for our use is that today, Madalena sits at a minus 145 or even minus 150, depending where you shop. At DraftKings, he's currently minus 148, Holland plus 128, whatever that means. That The spreads at the DraftKings are getting a little out of hand, but that's another subject. Kevin Holland plus anything in this fight I think is great, but plus 120 or better I think is a real good bargain. Now, I wanted to get a little cocky. Kevin Holland by decision is four to one, and that's really how I like this. That said, if he can get Madalena a little bit gassed and takes him down in the third, I wouldn't throw a submission out of mind. Holland inside the distance, plus 250, maybe, but I don't want to get greedy. I just want to keep matriculating profit unit at a time. And for that reason, round three, Kevin Holland, plus 120 or better. Now let's move into round four in the main event. Main event. Valentina Shevchenko, Alexa Grasso. And the key to this one is that at openers at the beginning of this year, I think it was, when this fight opened, Valentina minus 240, Alexa plus 195. Boy, oh boy, was that number wrong. And we evidenced that by using Alexa plus 195. We've been using her in that future we've been holding for months. And now we get to the fight and lo and behold, Valentina's minus 170, Alexa's plus 142 currently at DraftKings. Hopefully, as we get closer to the fight, those straddles get tighter. That's like a 30-cent straddle, and that's absolutely preposterous. Again, that's the second time I've mentioned it. But that being as it is, let's break down the fight. And in this fight, it comes down to me to Grasso being younger, faster, hungrier. Surely she has the power. The Mexican culture is something, all cultures have great fight pride, but Mexican culture is a little different. I only know that because I went to school in Tucson. I've lived down here in the Southwest in the middle of Azteca country for almost my whole life. And I'm weaned on Mexican fighting myself. And though I'm Sicilian, I can't be prouder of that culture and who they are and how they fight. And Valentina in her prime was probably in the position to be able to get Grasso clasped and onto the ground and maybe even held down there. However, I don't think that's possible anymore. Shevchenko 35, Grasso 30, Grasso in her prime. Now, with Shevchenko experience, without question. Guile, she's got the best IQ and the best guile in the business. Strong-mindedness, are you kidding me? This woman is tempered steel. However, since 2015, she's been battling the Nunezes and name after name in edgy fight after edgy fight. She's taken all comers, and in my mind, she's as much a goat in women's mixed martial arts 
as Amanda. She's right there. However, she's 35 and in a terrible spot here. I love Grasso fighting for pride in front of her country people. Vegas will be all Hispanics, all Mexicans, and you're going to see and hear some really exciting stuff. But in this fight, in the end, and I think it's going to be a close competitive fight, but I think it's going to be Grasso that's going to be able to maintain this as a stand-up fight. And if she does get down, she'll be able to get up. I think that really is a real important foundational aspect to this fight. So in round four, those of us that have been patient and have had Grasso plus 195, hopefully that pays off with a victory on Saturday night. Others that are looking at a plus 142 price, I do believe the defending champ has improved since her last fight, and I'm not certain that I can say that for Valentina. In Valentina's mind, she's ready. I just don't think the body can execute it, and I've seen this happen in fighters for 40 years. Round four, Alexa Grasso, however you can get her and at the best price you can get her. Now let's move into our future parlay, and that takes its place as round five. In round five, we're going back down to fight number seven, the featherweights. Now, this fight, we're going to parlay this side into a fight on next week's card, which is Fizzy versus Gamrod, another. That'll be an awesome main event. But in our fight, 145ers, Kyle Nelson and Mexican fighter Fernando Padilla. Padilla opens minus 250. That's kind of where he hangs. Right now, uh, Nelson, the return, plus 220. Over-under in the fight, one and a half, 160 to the over. More important, too, when you look at the points, Padilla, a long, tall drink of water. I mean, he's got every physical advantage going for him here. Two inches taller, seven years younger. He's got a five-inch reach advantage. He's fast. He's got bad intentions, and he's a finisher. now. Nelson is a durable guy, but after that, that's about all I can say about him. And that's why Padilla, currently priced minus 250 at DraftKings, is expensive. It's not going to deter us, however, because we want to watch him fight and we want to take him and roll him next week. And I'm not even, at first, we were looking at inside the distance because I do believe he can get Nelson out of there, but I don't want to be greedy. Round five, leg one, Fernando Padilla minus 250 just to win the fight. And we're going to roll him into next week's card. And you scroll down on the DraftKings menu, and it's sitting right there as Andre Fialo, and he's fighting Tim Means. Currently, Fialo minus 198. One unit invested on a parlay between Padilla at minus 250. And Fialo at minus 198. One unit returns 1.1 units. Round five is that parlay. And hopefully next week we'll be alive to Fialo so that we can break down this fight also. Five rounds. Enjoy the fights. And we'll be back here next week to account and invest. Thank you so much for listening. Boom! That's it! That is it! 
you've been locked into Gamblu's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind the scenes access to the world of MMA. Of all the the best sports betting podcast on the board look no further than greenrollmedia.com each and every weekend greenroll's covering the nfl college football and mma better than anyone bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in las vegas that's greenrollmedia.com greenrollmedia.com home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network